2: Guitar Nerds is sponsored by Music Nomad, our favorite guitar maintenance tool manufacturing masters. You should check them out on musicnomadcare.com or on social media with at musicnomadcare. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branson, joined this week by Matt Knight. Guess who's back, baby. And Jay Cross. Hi, Joe. Great to be here. Yes, indeed. It, It is. It is lovely to have you back. I feel like it's the first time that I've had you back in like maybe six weeks, Jay. Uh, like like well,
0: you know what they say, Joe. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. It so, does. Um, fingers crossed. Uh, what I can say is uh, uh, six weeks wasn't enough, and uh, I still don't love you, but hopefully uh, we'll give it another eight weeks, and then we'll see where we're at.
2: Well, I missed you like the desserts missed Lorraine. So, like, wh- like what? <laughs> like the desserts missed Lorraine. Like what, that, what they sing in that song. And I miss you, yeah. Like the deserts miss the oh, rain. Okay. right, Remember? okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Oh yeah. dear. Yeah. This exactly. is why I haven't been on. No. <laughs> well, you've you Matt Knight, you've had three weeks off. You've had a a glorious honeymoon period after your uh uh after your wedding. You, you, I think yeah, I had no. I think it's been four
3: weeks, Joe. Has it
2: been four weeks, Matt? I, I think, think so. so. My goodness,
3: we're at the end of March already. Can you believe it? Can you believe where the time has gone? I cannot. Um, but uh, yeah, got uh, was away because I had some important things to do, um, like get married and that. Um, that that was over quickly, uh, and then yeah. Prom, <laughs> oh really? Prom, <laughs> oh, prom, I'm sorry to hear it. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's all over. Uh, no, I uh, I got married and then. Caught COVID, and as someone said, congratulations and condolences. But I don't know in which order I should give them. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, no, it's a, a month has absolutely just disappeared. Um, uh, but it's good to be back. I've been looking forward to talking about guitars and that. So I really hope this this podcast is filled with guitar
2: mania. <laughs> well, it will be. There have been it's been very exciting. There have been lots of like a uh, major new um new releases over the last few weeks so that's uh we'll we'll talk about those at some point on the podcast but we are gonna we're gonna try and shoehorn some guitar talk into talking about your wedding matt Knight. because dear listener if you uh if, if you join guitar nerds on facebook on uh, the guitar nerds group on facebook join it if you're not already there dear listener you should it's good uh we did share a little video clip and and also discuss this but at uh at matt Knight's wedding my Self, Jay Cross, and... Uh, the other pod- one. Yeah, the other one. Podcast original host, Mark Packham, uh, were all made a rather last-minute emergency best men for Matt's wedding. Um which was exciting and I was made even more last-minute master of ceremony so uh, so it was uh- yeah
0: I particularly liked that aspect of it because uh I don't know if you clocked this at the time Joe but um the lady who was in charge of the whole thing uh came up to me and asked me to do it and I immediately fobbed it straight <laughs> over to you <laughs> <laughs> and uh I thought no I thought you did a really good job actually. I thought it was uh you did you did a very good job, much better than I would have done. And um yeah, top top work. Thanks. It was difficult because I was I was sober obviously. I was I've been drinking
2: non-alcoholic beer. I did have a drink later on in the in the well, wedding, but, yeah, but, uh... but
0: because because Matt, Matt had asked us to do a speech and you know it's his wedding day. We didn't want to balls it up. So Mark, Joe and I took it really, really easy on the, on the booze. Like, I mean, I, I didn't, I felt completely, I was just, stone cold sober by the time I got home uh got back to the got back to the airbnb but it was a it was such a lovely day Matt really Uh, and you know I I know that you started to get the photos back through and uh you know it was such an honor to be a part of it really was
3: there's some great photos especially of Mark Packham um seems to have really captured the day in a few great faces oh fantastic Um, but yeah no the everyone loved the podcast a few people signed up um oh yes
2: let's clarify what, what you're talking about there matt when uh, when jay uh when jay mark and myself did the delivered the best man speech because we only had an evening to write it so we should explain that um matt your 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 best man got covid uh, the day before uh, your wedding yeah, really, really unfortunate
3: timing. Um, but yes, he he called in sick uh, the the day before. No, yeah, the day before the wedding, the Friday. Um,
2: just yeah, so, unbelievable timing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So very, very last minute. So sort of I, th- I think the morning, the day before, you called Jay Cross um, to ask uh, to ask Jay if 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 Jay, myself, and Mark would step in as emergency. Backup, best men for the speech in particular, and uh, and and Jay then contacted us. I, I of course didn't believe you for some time, Jay. Of course, you no. had to, uh, you had to show me proof that Matt had actually called you before I entertained it.
0: Yeah, the, but that and that is a huge difference yeah. between you and me because that's absolutely the sort of joke that you would pull on someone. <laughs> you'd you'd be like, oh no, Matt's called. And uh yeah Adam's got covid so he needs you to needs you to step in. Oh, he couldn't get a hold of you. So yeah, if you could just d- write a speech that would be amazing and then we'd get there and then all of a sudden of course nobody was ill and you've made me stress out for no reason. That's exactly the sort of gag that you would pull on someone but um, exactly yes. But no it was uh but yeah, it was very good. But yeah, obviously we uh we we did the only thing literally the only thing that any of us know how to do which is um did a speech in the way of in the in the form of a podcast so <laughs> we did the matt and amy's wedding nerds uh podcast and um it was fun it was re- it was it was, re- it it was really was fun we included
2: really we included the we the intro music to the podcast. We even had the old news jingle and the questions jingle in there. We uh, we delivered the whole thing. It was uh, it was rather it was rather good. Obviously, we'd swapped out the subject matter to be about Matt and Amy rather than about guitars, but we did it absolutely in the podcast format. And and honestly, we spent the rest I, I certainly spent the rest of that day people coming up to me being like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna listen to the Guitar Nerds podcast. So I'm like, I'm really glad I've used podcasts my friend's wedding uh as as basically an advertising platform for my business Uh, as (laughs) as a promotion um but that i think it was funny
3: because um when we were standing in the room where me and amy had the ceremony i was standing with i think you and and jay and mark and there was a table there and i was like wouldn't it be great if instead of Amy walking down the aisle. We were just like, "Yeah, before everything starts, like we're just going to do a, a quick, a quick podcast." And then we did a podcast, uh, you know, in front of everyone, uh, the audience. And then Jay you were like, Mm, yeah, that'd be funny, wouldn't it?" And then obviously that ended up being the, uh, the best man speech, which uh, yes was fantastic and. It some summed, nice summed us all up i think
0: yeah um i think it says a lot about uh how you remember the day there matty by referring to your wedding guests as the audience
2: yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> i uh i um look, matt's matt's cough there a little bit of covid cough still lingering uh sort of 10, ten wait, how many days after your, your uh COVID-er? 48 hours Ugh. Oh what? Since you've tested negative? You uh, mean. Oh no, that was after the wedding. Oh no, right. Sorry, <laughs> I meant right now. It's, oh, it's been quite a
3: few days. Oh, it's been quite a few days now. Yeah, yeah. I've still, still got a bit of a lingering. Get vaxed, my
2: friends. Yeah. Um, um, uh, um, yeah. Even, even the, the other thing, of course, that, that Matt, that you didn't. I, I don't think you knew this, but of course, when when we decided to write this speech, we, uh, me, uh, me, Mark, and Jay. Uh, and our partners were all staying in a in one big air together just round the corner um and we all got there decided to go out for dinner, and then afterwards we thought we 'd Uh, We thought we'd write the best man speech together after a few drinks, which was uh, which which took longer, I think, than we expected it to. Um, But the the entire thing was almost completely hindered as I managed to leave my guitar nerds laptop with all of the information and everything ever that's ever been on this podcast
1: um, at the pub that we uh, that we went to for dinner.
2: Uh, and uh, I didn't realise until we would got back to the Airbnb and I had to tell Emma and, and, and uh, race back out to the pub to hope that my laptop was still there on the table, <laughs> which it was very fortunately that is
3: uh, very very lucky um very yes. lucky indeed but yeah no it was it was a great it was a great speech it was a great day um and the biggest worry for me uh was the fact that 50% of the people coming were a musician in some in some form there's certainly a lot a large portion of us that works in the industry or and or are musicians was like I hope this band is good. <laughs> I'm being judged. <laughs> I'm being judged. that was the the band was the first thing that we booked. So I think this was going back to. So we got engaged in uh, November 2020. God, that's long cool. ago. And then yeah, we started booking things in the February of 2021. I think it was one of the first things that we booked. And even then bear in mind that most musicians had had a year of not working. Uh, loads of people I know who are in the industry or in functions bands were like, oh, I'm really sorry, but like, I'm a postman now, or <laughs> I had to take up a job being a delivery driver. And it is really heartbreaking. You know, the amount of people just like, yeah. I cannot be a musician anymore because there is no work for me. And, uh, you know, even worse that it went on for like another year. Um but it was the first thing that we booked and and I'm glad we, we found them. But I'm like, you don't get to see them beforehand, you didn't get to see them perform. They were all basically working like other jobs until, um, you know, things opened up again. Um, but they were, they were really good, despite the fact that, unfortunately, they didn't look at where the wedding was until the day before and then realised it was a five hour drive um <laughs> so i know for maybe some american listeners five hours you know probably nothing but um in the uk that's basically on our little
2: windy roads so that's yeah, the long old basically, way basically
3: they had to go from one side of the country to the other um but they they
2: i think they pulled a, a blinder of a set it was um, it was a very good set although the one thing the thing that i thought shocked me most because they were very good matt it was a good choice but um how on earth considering the amount of musicians that were there considering your job considering who we are did you manage to book a band who don't play with amplifiers (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was
3: um i think that was the interesting interesting thing really is they all they sort of turned up i didn't really see them unload or sound check and then like when they'd finished the sound check i went up and i was like there's only a drum kit on stage and, like, one guitarist's pedal board. Uh, This is a bit weird. And then, like, a laptop. And, uh, yeah, they were... I mean, I thought the sound was absolutely, you know, very, very well-polished functions band. And I was like, yeah, they've they've kind of nailed that, really. I think they all had in-ears as well, like, real pro setup. But, yeah, no amps on stage. Basically, the only thing you could hear on stage was the sound of a live drum kit, but they'd balanced and mixed the sound out of the PA so well.
2: I was like, it it sounded really pro. It was, it was very good. And you know, the thing that um, actually surprised me the most is when we, obviously we've seen, so they've got a big mixer on stage. They've got a laptop. There's the guitarist pedal board, but there are no amps. So we know they're, uh, we know at this point you know they're probably they're either running plugins or there's some sort of there's a preamp pedal uh, that the guitarist is using I don't know maybe maybe GT 1000 maybe it's a core maybe it's a helix maybe it's axe effects something like that no it was a Sansamp Liverpool which is is that that thing's been around forever that thing predates predates the sort of IR revolution and the uh, the sort of pedal board now, see, it predates silent stage Hello and welcome back to One Hot Minute, the segment where each week I take a minute of your podcast listening time to demo a piece of gear that I'm excited about. This week I'm checking out the brand new Worm 2 Distortion from KMA Audio Machines. The Worm 2 is an updated version of the KMA Worm, packing an HM2-style distortion pedal into a neat little enclosure with top-mounted jacks, and now in the traditional black and orange colour-coding of the pedal that inspired it. The one 2 really takes the HM2 style distortion to the next level. They've added two additional bands of EQ in low and high mids, so tailoring your tone is much easier and a fair and I find when you're dealing with as much high gain as there is in this sort of a pedal, then really having the ability to shape things is very important. They've also included a handy little switch to switch between EQ voicings for the pedal. One HM2 style with uh, kicked mids and one KMA style with a broader, deeper Palette for easier tone shaping without so much gnarliness, and one stacked HM2 and KMA voicing for some wildly oscillating, metally madness. In this sound clip, I've used a mix of all three voicings running a Harmony Silhouette mini humbuckers into a Neural DSP Corey Wong Clean Amp preset in my DAW. The Worm 2 is the only effects pedal in the chain. I've added no post EQ, no reverbs, no delays, no extra bass or keys. The Worm 2 is doing all the heavy lifting and doing a great job of it. Worm 2, an absolute blast for anyone looking for that thick, fat, versatile, classic distortion tone with added bells and whistles and a neat footprint for modern pedal boards. Now, let's get back to the podcast.
0: Yeah, it was um, good. It was a, it was a, it was a, a very basic board. I, I can't remember exactly what was on there, but it was... You know, it was like a TC flashback and um, like a tube screamer, I think. Oh no, there was a a full an OCD full drive, Um, and then yeah, like a couple of other bits and bobs, and then and then the Liverpool. It was, but it was funny before they came up on before just before they started, uh, we got totally busted because uh, me and Joe and Matt and a couple of other people who Matt works with and then you know it's just some other people who know a lot about guitars got caught got uh, it's so embarrassing got caught looking at the pedals <laughs> classic <laughs> absolutely classic so so <laughs> pathetic and uh they, they came over and they were like uh everything all right there lads and uh <laughs> i was just like oh yeah i i just i thought i'd give you a heads up but like basically everybody here works for a guitar company so uh it was really like looking at gear and they were like oh right oh cool okay uh, no pressure then. Um, we we're, 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 well, Okay, yeah, we're pr- probably. But no, it, it did sound good. It did sound good. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think, um, don't, you know, it was just, it, that obviously, you know, that's what they live and breathe and they do it all the time. And, yeah, it's got the sound just kind of really good. And and I think it, it sort of highlights that, you know, when I'm playing at home and I've got like a massive pedal board, loads of pedals, I'm like, yeah, it feels good because I've got all this cool stuff in front of me. Yeah. But actually if you're being practical that's why you just have a sans liverpool and a couple of pedals and you go straight into a pa system because you're like yeah i'm doing a job and i'm getting paid not i'm making whirly space noises in my bedroom for my cat
2: <laughs> 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 i've worn that with a t-shirt <laughs> yeah yeah
3: he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't my cat doesn't mind the whirly space noises uh he's taken to uh coming in uh, to the bedroom where I play and then sitting on my chair. So he'll sit on my chair next to me. Now and I'm like, Oh, I'll just serenade you with this Ebo going through four, oh, de- your, four delay pedals. Your biggest ever audience. <laughs> yeah. Literally one cat. It's it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, but yeah, they, they were really good. And again, just, I think it just highlighted how, how a good functions band can just really carry an evening, uh, and make it engaging and, uh, yeah, it was, it was just interesting to see the gear from that perspective, although I definitely was obviously too busy being like, I got married today, rather than like, ah, oh, that sand amp sounds really good. Um, <laughs> but looking back on it, I was like, oh, it's, we definitely don't see enough rigs of People in functions band to go. Is this what everyone's using these days?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's 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 so very different from the sort of like the you know the the last the last gig that I played. That Jay, you came to see the headlining band for that gig were were running synths through two eight tens, going through big thousand watt, <laughs> a thousand watt PV head on each eight ten. You know that's it's a very different rig. Hey, yes
0: very different rig uh although i uh, after you played i went home and watched you yeah day, yeah that's... so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's
2: uh, a that's co- completely reasonable reaction to seeing my band is leaving the venue that's fine i mean
0: who could uh, i mean how could anybody possibly top it joe that's yeah, the thing you exactly. know Absolutely.
2: exactly exactly now uh last last week obviously last week the podcast came out after the wedding, so it should have been a live episode. But I pre-recorded last week's episode with Blake because I was supposed to be on tour in Ireland. Um, but uh, the the band that we were touring with, um, one of them got COVID uh, just uh, the day before we were supposed to go, and they're only a two piece, so you know that's that's half the band. Uh, so so the whole thing ended up being cancelled, uh, so I didn't get to go on tour. Which is, which is partially good because I I, I I wanted to take apart my pedal board and redo it anyway, so I, I feel, and I, I feel and better. That,
0: that was going to take a week, so <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I managed to clear a week in my schedule so that I could redo my pedal train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: pedal train, I don't use that. I use, um, uh, what, what do I use? Uh, uh, a Freedman. I have a Freedman okay. board. Sorry, and, sorry, uh, Joe, sorry, sorry, it won't happen again. Yeah, and a custom pedal boards board as well but but yes yeah yeah pedal train <laughs> unbelievable but uh, but it was it was good that uh, good that I was uh I was at home because I was at home to receive a boss next one artist or next tone artist that's what I was doing um, when I was sick joe it was just what? Uh, sending sending se- out next tones to me yeah yeah sending out gear to people <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, Matt Matt sent uh sent a boss next to me for consideration. Because dear listener, you'll remember I've been planning my guitarist Tim's 40th birthday present, and so I got him one of those big 212 uh Fender Bassbreaker 40, is it the 40? I can't remember what it is now. Um I got that. Uh it's, yeah, it's the 18, heaviest 18. amplifier in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like I have
0: so the eighteen thirty is the one that you got. Isn't it? Yeah, that's
2: the one I got. Yeah. I got the eighteen thirty. It's really heavy, and it's bigger than I thought it was as well. It's uh, <laughs> well, isn't it two big. by twelve?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. know how big those are, right?
2: Yeah, but it's yeah, a big yeah. they're two like by they're at least twenty four inches. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a big old two by twelve. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. But um, so so I'm, I was like, oh, this sounds good, but it is. Yeah, it is very big and very heavy. So I don't know if I've made the right decision for Tim. So I don't have long left. It's like next week. Uh, but Matt sent me for consideration a Boss Nextone Artist. Because, of course, the great thing about the Nextone Artist is unlike, you know, a normal sort of modeling amp like GT or Helix or something, what you what the Nextone models is power amp valve. So you get four options, two American, two British, Um uh, what are they? I can't remember what they are. What do you get? 6L6s. 6L6. 6V6s. And then you get EL84 and EL34. So so, so, essentially with the EL84 you've got something that's very Vox-esque, which was kind of the tone that I was looking for for Tim as he loved the sound of uh, a vintage uh, Vox AC30 but but didn't want to get an old one because he didn't trust it to tour and i was looking for sort of rugged reliable alternatives of course the fender bass is an el84 loaded fender amp so it's going to be more vox-esque in its tone and of course that's very much an option on the next tone I am very impressed with the next note. It sounds really good, Matt.
3: Yeah, I. Um, it's definitely underrated. Um, I think a lot of people... It, again, I think it's one of those things you sort of have to go and try. I think if you read it on paper, it all sounds very fancy. But, you know, a lot of what's in that... And I think the same can be said for something like the katana. It's like the kind of... The, the feel and response of it, the way that the power amp makes a big difference to yes. the way it sounds. And I think... You know, it's also one of those things that because it's class AB, you kind of have to crank it. And that's why the power attenuator is on there. And by cranking it and opening up that power amp, it's got that sort of big dynamic headroom. But yeah, the, the next tone for me is, you know, really good. And the fact that the, the most recent update, you can go in there and adjust things like, it's like power amp sag and bias. And, and mm. you know, really, I think we were kind of saying, like be your own amp tech in some ways. You can really go in and kind of just, tweak it exactly how you want and for me it's just once you've done that it's very set and forget i don't think i'd ever dive into it every time i plugged it in i would, I would find one or two settings that i would use and then oh, that's that's it
0: oh, no no matt no no if see if you're in a functions band you'd be you'd be addressing the 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 sag of the power amp tubes for every different song oh yeah you know? for, for
3: every chorus and oh no sorry can we just stop there sorry guys just if gotta... i could just
0: have if i could just have a sec i just need to rebias my amplifier yeah rebias my
3: uh my analog uh no valve amplifier. Just gotta just, just gotta do a factory reset on it. Um <laughs> well, that's,
0: has that has anyone got the Wi
3: Fi? Yeah, has anyone got the Wi Fi? <laughs> I've just got to hook it up to my iPad. Um <laughs>
2: Isotope and Native Instruments have teamed up to create the start to finish bundle that home recording guitar nerds have been waiting for. Plus, you dear listener get an extra 10% off with guitar nerds by using discount code NERDS10 at the checkout on Isotope.com. From the creative spark to the final touch their new bundles include pretty much everything you could possibly need, which is great because it's far too easy to sink hundreds of pounds and a big chunk of your time into just picking up random plugins The Music Production Suite and Complete 13 bundle contains over 30 intelligent mixing, mastering, and repair plugins, 65 premium instruments, 20 plus expansions, and over 35,000 sounds. And if that's a bit basic for you, they've also bundled Music Production Suite 4.1 with Complete 13 Ultimate, which gives you everything that makes Complete 13 incredible plus a colossal library of added synths, sampled instruments and effects, 115 plus premium instruments and effects, 39 native instruments expansions and over 65,000 sounds. It sounds like a lot. It is. It's very good, very comprehensive, and as we've come to expect from Isotope, it's very good value. If you're looking to get into home recording, I cannot recommend it more highly, and if you're already into home recording, it it really is the one-stop shop for making what you do sound better. This podcast is entirely treated and produced using Isotope plugins, and native instruments have been responsible for almost every simple sample you've heard on our Guitar Nerds jingles. Check out their great new bundles on isotope.com or follow links in the description of this podcast and use discount code NERDS10 at the checkout for 10% off anything in the Isotope arsenal. But that that I think I think you know you hit the nail on the head when you you say like the the feel and, and the way the amp reacts is is very very organic and valvey feeling. I was surprised to get that. I thought, you know, I thought tonally sure it's going to be warm and loud and dynamic. I'm sure that it will nail that edge of breakup thing, but I was surprised at just how much um and especially because of course you've got attenuation, but especially I thought at like high volumes you get um just a very very valvey feel from the next tone. I, I I I really expected to be like this is great. I really didn't expect to be like oh this is really bloody great. Like a, a really really strong argument against valves yeah, from from the next tone. I wish I wish it looked a bit more classic. I mean I know that wouldn't be bosses. Uh, boss's thing, especially, but uh, I wish the looks echoed the way this amp sounds, which is like an old valve amp. Um, yeah, but it is It is very cool. I was also a little confused, and I'm sure that this is me, uh, that there must be something on it, but uh, but the control that says delay controls tremolo, uh, that that I'm sure that's something that you can switch between the two. Yeah, you just and, press uh, the little button, and uh, actually, oh, no, right. I
3: think it's set per. Per preset, so you can either have trem or, or delay. delay. Right, right, um, right, yeah. Because obviously, I didn't if you've got delay. something, like, I wanted trem. If you've got something like a Vox, you can obviously yeah. have have um, like a boost and also have tremolo on there. But yeah, my, yeah, one of the guys in 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 my team at work did a, a, a shootout in a studio with a couple of um, similar amps, like a Vox and and things like that, and you know, audibly. You know, just like everything like we were we were speaking just before the podcast, things like plugins and stuff like audibly now, you know, you can record that and, and they sound so similar to what we, we say is the, the real thing. Um yeah. but if you're the one sitting there and playing it, I think that's the important thing. And it comes down to the same thing we were saying with the functions band and plugging straight into the PA is functionality versus just yeah, like
0: yeah, sure. feel and enjoyment, you know.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, I mean,
0: yeah. Joe. Joe's saying yes, but he doesn't agree with you at all, there, Matt. Because <laughs> he, the, we're, we're talking about a man who carries around a 300 watt bass amp to play in front of 100 people. Um, One so, watt per you know.
3: person. That's that's my rule. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I
2: haven't torched that uh, that two man lift valve amp in some time. I,
0: uh, What's uh, up? Because <laughs> you've you've exhausted all the muscles of anybody who who's been willing to help you is that why <laughs> that is actually exactly why yeah there's
2: not
3: no more one one than two men to bring the them. show that's always yeah.
2: point. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very true that's very true so so okay so i'm really impressed with this i'm concerned about the size and weight of the base breaker but i feel like i'm in a position now where i might just present him with stuff and let him choose and then i'll just like you know flog the the things that he doesn't choose um so oh, obviously i wouldn't flog the the, the <laughs> next <time>, map. <Matt. laughs> yeah just casually just casually sell the stuff
3: that i sent you that's
2: uh that's fine <laughs> um but
3: okay, oh yeah so, for
0: great deals check out harlequin guitar <laughs> shop on Reverb.
2: <laughs> great deals on on yet to be released boss products
0: <laughs>
2: um uh, but yes uh so so those are those are strong options do, what do you think about a Vox AC15? Do you, do a Vox AC15's gigably loud and I don't mean like they're just about gig, gigably loud. Do you reckon they're gigably loud for a loud
0: band? Who's that question I, to? I mean <laughs> either I, of you. I think so. I think I think a 15 watt amp is probably okay. Um I mean I, I it depends what you're doing with it. It I I think especially with with something like that it it depends what you're doing with it, but like you know, we used to sell loads of AC-15s and Blues Juniors to people in the shop, and, you know, stuff gets mic'd up now. All It yeah, all gets yeah. mic'd up, and I, whether you want it to or not, I'm sure your, your gear's getting mic'd up all the time when you're oh, playing.
2: Oh, of course, absolutely. Well, you know, with the Katanas, a lot of the time, they use the direct They're out. going
0: straight out, yeah, of course. Um, but, I mean, you know, if you were using a uh, a valve amp, when you were using a valve amp before you got the katanas when you were using the uh, the oranges is what you were using mainly right
2: yeah yeah that's right and yeah. i bet
0: i bet you know i bet it was always mic'd up oh, and, of course, and and of course. they were say and you'd say well can we not mic it up can we just you know play a bit <laughs> louder and they say no no <laughs>
2: Of course. Yeah. It's always being mic'd up, but you know, like single twelves like that, they can sound a little bit boxy when they're sort of lower wattages and it's just a single speaker and stuff like that. So I, I Maybe, guess, but I
0: think, I think with your band, there's, there's so much stuff going on. I don't, I, I'm, do you know what I mean? Like, because you've got, because, because you've got so there's, you know, there's five people on stage all playing pretty different instruments Um Wait, is there five people? In, yeah, uh, five, yeah, five. Yeah, five, five people, people. Five people all playing. You know, pretty pretty different instruments. I mean, obviously you're the superfluous one in the band. But like, you know, you've got the sax player on one side and you've got and the, the
2: superb one in the band.
0: Sorry, is that not what I said? Sorry, <laughs> that that is what I meant. Uh, you've got the, the the sax player on one side and the keys player on the other side, making. You know, there's there's a lot going on. So when you say it sounds a bit boxy, I'm I'm just. I'm not sure that I agree with that. All I, right, I right. think I think th- there's there's so much going on with all, with all of the band. It's you you can Yeah, I d- I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't really know what I'm trying to say to be honest with you, but okay. um, but you
2: you think it's enough. You think that a, think a so. 15 yeah, would yeah. be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think Matt Knight?
3: It's well, 30 watts is not twice as loud as 15, is it? No. No. So it's really about headroom and and i guess in a some ways usable volume because i was watching i was watching um that pedal show on on friday and they were using an ac30 uh, an old one but they were like once you get past 2 o'clock it there's nothing more in the volume control, yeah, it just kind of just sounds crap after that point. It's just like overload. there's no real extra volume, so I think it really depends on again just how much headroom you want like I'd play with a a thirty if I wanted on stage volume but more headroom a fifteen will break up more, and if you're using a relatively high output guitar, perhaps you maybe it's gonna be a little bit more compressed early on, so. If it was me and I had the choice between either I would rather have a 30 because I don't think the volume difference is going to be that great but it will be the the kind of headroom and I guess
0: dynamics in your dynamics options. and I, and I guess if you're using
3: if you were just like a you know dare dare I say like a blues rocker um and you were just going to have like a delay pedal going straight into the front end and you kind of want it to be a bit gritty and all that sort of stuff, then I think 15 would be great. But I think if you're using a lot of pedals and drive is coming from a lot of your pedals, then I think the 30 would be a better choice.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe I think Matt's made a convincing argument there. Maybe you're right. But then again, you know, you do mic
3: a lot of stuff up, but, you know, I guess that can vary from venue to venue and how much... How good the sound person is in terms of giving you enough monitor feed and this, that, and the other, but I think you'd get more benefit out of a thirty personally. Right. I'm, right.
0: I'm not trying to not trying to make this the Matt versus J show by any means, but like, what about the ToneMaster?
2: Uh, yes, the ToneMaster is actually also um, an option. Um, I was gonna buy him the 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 one twelve version, which is the the deluxe, the deluxe. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about getting him that. That's definitely definitely an option. Um, it, it's funny because for all my for how positive I am about things like Katana and Nextone and you know the Tone Master stuff, I guess when it when push came to shove. I was, it, it certainly came into my mind. It was on my mind the amount of money I was spending for something that wasn't Valve. That, yeah, yeah. that, it, only because Tim was moving off of a katana, which costs, you know, 200 quid onto, you know, something else that is the same makeup, but voiced differently for 900 quid. You know, it was, I, I know there's so much more to it than that, but there was a part of me being like, oh, is that is that where the money should be going but it's definitely a, a consideration um you know i guess i guess my, my more of my the it's not just that with defender it was more that tim's never really Gone for Deluxe. For that, yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah. E- even though the AC15, I think it, you can get very, very similar tones. It was just, it was, it would be the most expensive option for Tim and probably the only amp
0: that I'd well, get. Well, yeah, so it also, it sounds not like. Something- it also sounds like it would be the most expensive option for you. It sounds like you're buying okay. this for Tim. So, you yeah. know, it's... Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's...
2: When I'm sort of... Now I'm looking at sort of purchasing three or so amps, you know, admittedly, I'll sell the ones that... Obviously, Matt hasn't loaned me. I'll, I'll sell off the ones that I've bought again afterwards. It's still a big chunk of money to be yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, out of course. pocket at one time. So, so I don't know. So, so yes, yeah, so, you know, the reluctance on the AC30 was, again, the, the same reason that I was like, oh, about the bass breaker when when it finally turned up was just the sort of weight size issue but uh, but I don't just know.
0: just go back to just just go and get a uh, just go and get a hot rod deluxe live that uh live that, that <laughs> yeah. touring band life you know yeah. you come on joe you're a touring band get the amp that touring bands have which that's is it. a 1998 uh hot rod deluxe that's the one that you want
2: The time has come on this week's podcast to hear some gear. So let's check out some of the complete amplification and effects solutions available from Neural DSP and their plugins. We've teamed up with Neural DSP a bunch over the last year or two. Matt and I are big fans of what they do and we'd like you to become a part of that. So use discount code, that's right, it's a discount code, guitarnerds at neuraldsp.com for 30%, a whopping 30% off of any of their plugins. It's worth noting that you get a 14 day free trial with any of their plugins with no credit card required so if you just want to see what all the fuss is about you've got a whole two weeks on them with any of their amps and effects now this week i'm checking out the omega amp works granifier plugin suite now neural dsb described this suite as providing everything from dirty blues to crushing metal this dark horse is sure to surprise you and it it sure did surprise me i i'm I'm buzzing whilst I'm recording this uh, this little ad it, it's such a simple sweet. It's one amp head, based on the Omega Ampworks Granifier, one pedal, which the Earthquaker device's plumes, and yet I'm probably going to switch to using this amp for everything. The depth of tone, the articulation, the great low gain and high gain, to- gain tones, the massive amount of fantastic artist and neural DSP presets, it gave me a surprisingly vast collection of drive tones. That I think are literally going to cover me for everything I do. Here's a track I built using only presets from the Omega Suite. <laughs> AmpWorks Granifier plugin suite from Neural DSP check it out on NeuralDSP.com and use discount code Nerds at the checkout for 30% off any of their amp and effects plugins that's it that's it that's the uh, that's the um, that's the solution I think that is it well um, d- before I-, I wanted to talk about the Broncoff before we talk about news I want to talk about the Broncoff results.
0: oh your stunning victory <sighs> Actually, quickly
2: before I do, I want to talk about uh, patrons for a second. I want to welcome back Ryan McDermott, who joins us once again at the $10 tier. Thank you, Ryan, and welcome. Welcome back. Ryan did also message me to say the he's decided to get back on the Patreon solely because I said I was going to support the Philadelphia Phillies. And he's a lifelong fan. <laughs> really? Well, last, last week we had an episode with me and Blake, and I was like, Yeah, yeah I'm gonna get into I'm gonna get into baseball. Um, mostly because of the outfits, because they're yeah. vintage correct, you know. They still have button up jerseys, hickory bats. I'm I'm into the aesthetic of this sport, you know, it hasn't hasn't modernized with the other sports. So I've decided as I'm moving more and more to making all things in my life vintage correct, yeah.
0: <laughs> um,
2: the, you know, that the, the sports I follow should echo that. So,
0: right okay. Uh, so and what so is it about that. and what is it about the Phillies then?
2: Oh, well, no, it's just because I wanted to to support a um a baseball team and I thought it would be best to uh, to support one where I knew someone who supported that team and Maddie supports the Philadelphia Phillies. So I assume you do as well,
0: Jay. Uh yeah, I mean, as much as I sort of uh, as yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been to I've been to see the Phillies a few times. It's a, it's a really it, it's so funny, right? The difference between baseball and uh, soccer, for you know, for one for <laughs> of a better word, um, it's it's so different. Like f- uh, baseball is such a kind of family orientated day out, right? Right. And you go to a football match, and it's you know, not (laughs) as much as, as much as it would be nice if it is, but it's just, it's so odd that baseball is very stop, start. There's, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's nine innings and um, each team has a go at batting. So there's 18 like stop, start points basically. And so there's, there's a lot of time where not a lot's going on and they have all of these weird things that happen whilst the team is sort of getting into position or turning around, like they'll, they'll come out with a t-shirt cannon and fire t-shirts out into the crowd, or they'll do um, the the kiss cam where they'll just go around and find people who look like they're a couple and project them onto the, onto the big screen. And then you, they kiss and then everyone cheers and then they'll have like a big dance off. And, you know, coming into these things as, I'm quite a cynical British person. I'm just like, what is wrong with you, know Like, we just wouldn't imagine that happening at Wembley during an England game. Do you know what I mean? Like, the kiss cam comes on it would just be everyone would be booing it would just be absurd but no i've been to the phillies a few times and it is it is a very very fun day out it's 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 really fun um and uh yeah the uh have you seen the philly fanatic who's their their mascot
2: yes i watch it's always sunny in philadelphia okay yeah philly uh, uh, i am familiar with the fanatic and three man of course
0: no, f- uh, gritty is the so the fanatic is the is the green guy, and then gritty is the uh, mascot of the Flyers, which is the right. the ice hockey team.
2: Right, I see. I've yeah,
0: got yeah. It. I've got it. Um, which is which is which is a lot of fun. And the Sixers are doing really well as well. Um, I mean, I think the the basketball team. They uh, I went and watched them when they were in, the, and we won't go. We won't turn this into an American sports podcast. I'm sure you did a lot of that with Blake. But uh, the Sixers went through a uh, very uh kind of self-induced downward period where they basically like were sort of deliberately bad for a while because it meant that they would get better in the long term the whole thing was about they, oh, the it's whole like, thing like moneyball i understand yeah 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 <laughs> and um I saw the last time I saw them was very much in the depths of them being utterly, utterly dreadful. Right. And uh, they, uh, the match finished with a buzzer beater for the other team. It felt like I was watching and supporting the bad guys in Space Jam. Um, so, but uh, I yes, no, it's uh, cool that you're cool that you're you're getting into it because it is oh, yes, a lot of fun. Yes.
2: Well, the most important thing about the sport. Obviously, is the uh, the dress code, and Ryan was kind enough to send me this link to something called uh, Ebits.com, where it, and it's Ebits Field flannels, and they do vintage correct jerseys and caps throughout the years. So you can you can find yeah cool old I can shop flannels. I don't know why they call them flannels. So you wash your face with. But, uh, Flannels, but are of, like a shirt. Is that is that what they call them? Flannel shirts, right? Flannels, yeah. Is I that guess what you mean? So. I guess yeah. so. I guess so. But it's awesome. They've got all like cool old old kits. They've got like some Tokyo team, the correct kit from nineteen thirty six. Wow. For two hundred thirty five dollars. Oh. Two hundred thirty five dollars. Think and for all the pedals I, I mean, you could <laughs> <laughs> buy.
0: <laughs> well, the the last thing I'll say about uh, about about basketball about baseball and I'm sure that American listeners are like imagining <sighs> my like kind of washed my watered down impression of going to the Phillies. <laughs> I mean, Maddie, my girlfriend who is from Philadelphia, uh, she says that like the experience that I've had of going to the Phillies is very different to what it was like when she would go with her parents when she was a kid because like people from Philadelphia are known as being like quite brash and uh, not very forgiving and uh it quite often players would have like batteries thrown at them and stuff like oh my that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's pretty full-on wow so um but uh but yeah there we go
2: Guitar nerds are teaming up with Music Nomad and I really think, nerds, you need to check out musicnomadcare.com. We've spoken about all their wonderful guitar maintenance products on the podcast and and I really can't emphasize how important it is to look after your gear and how easy Music Nomad make that for you with things like their their how-to advice center and their setup hub. Music Nomad have been around for a little over 10 years and in that time they've become one of the most recognized brands for guitar tech gear. They're available worldwide in every guitar store you can think to name and it's for a good reason. All their products are professional grade quality, every tool and even the cases the tools come in are designed for proper, rugged, on the road use. Make sure you check out what all the buzz is around Music Nomad as they are redefining and raising the bar for equipment care. Learn more at musicnomadcare.com or follow them on social media with at Music Nomad Care. Well, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I'm going to get into that. Thank you, Ryan, for for rejoining us on our Patreon top tier. So, so we did the we did the bronco, you know, w- week before last. That was great. You know, I I spent you know a, a bunch of time and effort, dear listener, putting the bronco <laughs> together and getting everyone to make their broncos. I put the vote out, so sure, so sure of myself in my victory, and. Uh, I've come last. I've got the least <laughs> amount of votes on on the poll, both on Patreon and on Facebook, for my um, purple haze jazz master jazz bass pickup loaded Bronco. How d-
0: um, how do you feel about it, Joe? Are you are, are you a bit well? Are you a bit disappointed?
2: I am disappointed. I came third. I thought I was going to be. Pipped, you know, I thought it was going to be maybe first, maybe second. I thought me being the main host would maybe, you know,
0: people would vote for me just because I'm me. But no, no, I got none of that. But I mean, I the way I voted was I looked at who was in second, right? Right. And at that point, it was JD, yes. So I voted for JD to push you further into last <laughs> yes yeah i think but because uh, you know i also thought this was the best but yeah, well, you know oh, i see I, I was now now you know how i feel being on the receiving end of your you and your uh gear of the year tactical voting <laughs> i was tactically voting you further into the last position uh, yes
2: i see i see well yes i mean i've f- I finished i think with maybe less than 20 votes <laughs> uh, <laughs> J- jd with with maybe 10 or so more than me and with with a, with, a, with like 100 over 100 votes naomi's taking first place which only proves to show me one thing dear listener you are all very vulgar if 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 a sparkly finish is enough to 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 get you guys voting for
0: it ugh that is tasteless tasteless sparkly I, i'll finish. remember that joe i'll remember that <laughs> the next time we uh if we ever talk about any guitars again and you, you you say oh look at this look at this though it's in blue sparkle <laughs> it's true, true.
2: fair enough the the annoy the most annoying thing for me is i only went for this flipping color cuz i thought it would win if i'd have been making <laughs> i hate it. if i'd have been making it for me it would, <laughs> it would have been black or sunburst <laughs> but i was sure I'd lose with one of those colours. Oh, dear. Great stuff. So there you go. So I've got, like, some firewood bronco here. (laughs) No, it's fine. I'm now going to turn it into a base that I actually want. So um, I am having it refinished um, into a colour that I like, and I'm also having the neck vintage tinted and vintage lacquered. So I am going to turn it into a very nice... uh, a bit more stylish uh, of an instrument, I think, now. Because I do agree, in fact, dear listener, with the voting. Naomi absolutely won. It was a gorgeous... I thought the mix of having the copper colour, but the large plate sparkle was actually a fantastic. Cause it was kind of a subtle-ish colour, but with a, a wonderful sparkle. Like Sometimes you go for the brighter colours that can be a bit whew, a bit much. This was a nice level of bling. Um, with the purloid plate, the cream purloid plate, and, of course, the Mojo pickups, that that diner uh diner bass pickup is the very pickup that I have in fit in my fidelity bass I think it sounds absolutely amazing so all round it was a very very good instrument but uh but yeah there you go that's the 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 old Bronkoff. so and just uh, Joe where did you
3: get them where did you get them
2: finished in the end who did the uh we we had them we had them done by a company that actually uh w- that went under uh shortly after so um so, <laughs> it wasn't because they refinished their instruments <laughs> they were like but they oh, they, they shut their doors now so it's not it's not somewhere that you can you can get anything anything done anymore but uh but uh, i i was certainly i'll be getting my refinishing done um with with uh with graham um
3: ah yes the man, the legend. I, yes, yes,
2: Graham Wheeler, who did a wonderful two-tone sunburst on my '59 Precision base. So I think I'm probably going to ask for the exactly the same finish and two-tone sunburst on the, on this little Bronco, which I think will look great.
3: Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I I must admit there was um, there's so many good options. You know, I think it's just as we've said before, such a cool modding instrument isn't it to um to to kind of have a go at tweaking um yeah I, I you know and if i if i'm being perfectly honest joe and and sorry to to jd i mean
2: i still would have said Nomi's was the best but i would have put you seconds joe just just putting <laughs> oh out there. thank you just putting out there thank you very much well you know you you like blingy things matt you like um uh, Pastel coloured stuff. So I'm not surprised that JD's was last in, on your on your list. The battleship grey isn't really your vibe. I don't feel but, it, it uh, is not.
3: It is not. Um, <laughs> no. But I thought, yeah, I thought the colour that Naomi had was was really good. And and again, just still so many um, other options that you could have you could have had. But I thought overall pretty
2: good. Hmm. Yes, yes, I agree. The, the only time that Naomi's base got savaged, and uh, I think all, all of us could have got savaged, was on on Instagram. Some some fellow took real offence to the bridge, uh, to the dual saddled bridge. Um, it was it was quite something. I had to ban him in the end. Fifty odd messages. Uh, what on yeah on and then he emailed us. He he found Are you our serious? email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sort of, he wrote he wrote something like you know having a pop at uh at, at the brit like saying about how it didn't intonate and Naomi responded being like yeah it's not really the point of it and he absolutely went off on one about how important intonation is and how it's, it's <laughs> oh, you know no. it's ridiculous that like oh dear yeah uh <laughs> it was it, it was very long and very an awful uh and i ended up just being like you know, you know like uh even philip from uh from the 40 What podcast he even Got, got involved sort of trying to be like hold, hold on there son but you know the, the guy the <laughs> hold guy on there gone. sonny
0: <laughs> i just but, uh, I, I just don't i mean if you don't like something just carry on scrolling oh, Do you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. i, I, yeah. I, I, I it, but, uh, it is a com- completely baffling to me yeah, how anybody is. has got the time to get upset by that sort of thing i know I absolutely the, the
2: wild west out there but yes after i banned him he did uh he did look up our website find our uh our our contact form and uh and let me know a little bit more how he felt so uh so that was
0: really it really sent you that many messages
2: yeah it was uh if uh, i mean they're all deleted off of our instagram but i think instagram still says like the the total amount of comments that were on that post even after they've been deleted so i think it's there are something like 50 60 comments on that and uh <laughs> all all of his you can't see now because i just removed them all but uh
0: yeah, it was, it was quite mean, something, wow, quite that's a day. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a day. Or, or, for, or <laughs> because you're having a little bit of fun, <laughs> yeah, putting no. together putting together some nice little bases. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. People, he, oh my god, He gosh. hated that we'd put aesthetics above intonation. Yeah, it was, uh, Always put, I mean, I, you know, I put the
3: look of a delay pedal over its functionality. Oh, yeah. Oh, it well. looks great. It'd be look on my great pedal board that I never play.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, on. you know, look at just think of your uh, your big old memory man that you probably haven't used in. Oh no,
3: I use that all the time.
2: It's you
0: know, it oh, still okay, works
3: fifty percent of the time, but you know, when it,
0: <laughs> when, it when it
3: does work, it's funny great.
2: <laughs> well, anyway, let's uh, let's let's do some uh, let's do some news. Uh, let's uh, let's switch into that section of the podcast. Jake I Boston, like
0: it. I like it. I you, like it. You, you, I you like like, me- I- Oh, the news jingle. I like I mean you said you you kept referring to it as a jingle what it is is it's you saying news news but I just yeah I like it, it brings a, brings a smile to my face but it reminds me of uh reminds me of uh, well, I was going to say happier days, but not happier days. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I'm much happier now. Origin-tied. But, uh, you know, it reminds me of some fun times. Right, right. I see. Well, fun, I'll, I'll bring it's it back. fun Is fun the right word? I'm not sure. Anyway, it's, uh, you know.
2: Sometimes that some, happens. Sometimes. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So let's uh, let's do the news. Jay Cross, I'll let you choose. We can either kick things off with Boss or with Line 6. It's up to you.
0: Well, seeing as, seeing as the main man's here... I think it would be remiss of us not to start with the Line 6. So the DL-4 <laughs> has got a revamp.
2: Can you believe it? I can't believe I mean, the reason I said Boss or Line 6, to be honest, is because I can't believe the DL-4 Mark II has come out. And at the same time, I appreciate their different products, um, the, the Boss Space Echo has has been reinvented with the 202 just two i mean very very different products i you know both delays but very very different products but i feel like both incredibly important and pedals that did a similar thing in that they lasted much longer than products normally do you know the 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 space echo the the RE20 has been in production for how long Matt? The, uh, the original one? well not as long as the DL4 but i think 2007 so still 15 years It's a big old time and I feel like it's one of the pedals that stood the test of time, like it almost like amazing that there's these new versions and some of the features look absolutely fantastic but it was a pedal that was still amazing the the 20, it was still on everyone's board you know, it's still our keyboard players main delay and you know it was a fantastic pedal and the same with the DL4 it just, it was a weird delay that that outlasted when most people would update it and was still well thought of and respected. Both pedals were very, very well respected. When I think delays and reverbs have, you know, you have to have the latest one. That's how I feel about that That effects type. That's how people who are into delay and reverb have to have the latest one with the latest algorithms. But in the case of the RE20 and the DL4, you know, they were cool anyway. I think there's
3: a few pedals that have reached that that level I guess another one is probably um the Strymon timeline you know that's 10 years old um oh that's scary. 10 years old now as well but yeah I think the DL4 I think well I think on a uh with my work hat on uh a probably unfortunate release timing for them um literally two days before the 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 RE came out. Uh, I thought it was funny though because obviously the RE2 sort of leaked, and then uh, New X or Nux were like, "Oh, well, here's our space echo pedal." And then like a week later, Line Six were like, "And here's the DL4." And then we were like, "And here's the RE202." So <laughs> sort of like um, it's sort of like a game of top trumps, uh, delay top trumps. Um, but I, I you know I think it's. Bra- oh well, I say brave. Y- you know to take on and reissue a pedal with such legacy. Um, you know, I know. Yes, the RE20 is popular, but the DL4 is like it's a a modern m- iconic pedal. You know, I would say that most pedals, most you know, dare I say, legendary pedals, tend to be quite quite old. You know, and kind of like you Know the latest you tend to see is maybe some things like the Klon, which were like the early 90s, uh, when they first came out, but this is like this was what 2001, you right. know, and you just think, man, that's that's a big step to kind of go, we're doing another because the old one isn't broken, you know, it's got its quirks, and you know, some people, are like, oh, the foot switches aren't very good, but people are still using them and, and touring them, and it's still a set, you know, it was still selling, so I think it was. It must have been a huge challenge to go, what do we do to make sure that we don't change what already works, but add enough that makes people want to go, oh, I'll buy a new one. And I think they've added some some quite cool features to it. Um, I think they obviously had to change the design. They've probably made the design better and more practical for mass manufacturer but I'm like when you've looked at the old one for so long you're a bit like hmm <laughs> um, really um, but I like the fact they've added like the helix style stomp switches so you've got the kind of um, L- the touch control the LED rings around them I think that's quite cool um, yeah. I like the fact you can have more delay time I like the fact that you know really they're building on their HX you know um, platform yeah. so it's it's kind of all the delays and reverbs that are in things like the the HX Stomp and and the Helix, you know, they can take that platform and they can build it into another
2: into another pedal, which I think is um, well, very cool. Well, one of the, one of the things that they've built in that certainly you know comes from the the larger Helix, which I thought was a, also a great idea that shows that they've been listening to people who use DL fours is a mic input. Yeah. On. Uh, on on the DL four to you know to make it easily used, and that's not just for vocalists. That's for you know any any horn instruments or anything like that as as well. It's just a it, this was a pedal that was used for so much more than just guitar. And adding a mic input on it, I think, is uh, odd, but fantastic. Um, a, a very cool addition.
0: I think I think it's re- really telling here, fellas, that you are going around the houses and ignoring. The big the big change on the DL4 here. And like, you know, momentous change. And that is it's now powered by standard nine volt DC <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> input.
2: There's no batteries for this one. You can't battery power. Well, you it can't
0: either. use the uh the and I I've it was it P, it was the PX two, wasn't it? it? Was the old PX2, power supply? That you two, for yep. PX2, yeah. PX two, absolute classic power supply. Yeah, it was that, that old uh, twenty
2: two triple a's
0: wasn't it? <laughs> no no it was well obviously four of the um c batteries the yeah 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 the big big fellas but yeah now it's, it's powered by it's put, you can run it off a, you can run it off a regular uh you know dc brick or something without having to use an adapter cable it's absolutely mad how times have mad. changed nobody's talking about this it's so exciting <laughs> And MIDI uh, was MIDI
2: a, a thing no, on the original? No,
0: MIDI's MIDI's new. I sorry, guys. Can we just go back to the, the power supply for a sec? <laughs> this is just—it's unbelievable. You could ju- just any different. power supply will power it now. Or like, what are you talking about MIDI for? You could run it. You could run this off a line six off of a um, a Boss PS two thirty PSA two thirty. Absolutely incredible. Really, really. I'm so excited. Yeah,
3: it's. um I think there's they've definitely. I'm not a massive fan of the amount of text they've put on um, the um, on the front panel next to because they're like, oh, it's got 15 modes and 15 hidden modes, but you need to know what they are, so they've put it all on uh, all on the front, which I'm a bit like, I don't think that was necessary, um, but the, I guess it's nice that they've kind of got. Um, it's like got two loopers so you can have mono or stereo you can have pre or post which i think is quite cool um but they've increased the looping time which is cool but i think the limitation of the original looper was part of its charm because obviously people were like i've got 10 seconds and that and then they're like oh i can put it in half time or i can put it in double speed and you watch someone like nick reinhardt or you know um the guy from dave Knudsen from minus the bear and they're like they've taken that limitation and turned that into something really creative and i think by increasing that delay time you've basically just built a looper in it rather than i don't know i don't know that's just a, a small thing for me i'm like it's good that it's got a looper in it but i think people bought a DL4 because of how limited that looper actually was.
2: I, I hear what you're saying and it's definitely one of the things that makes the DL4 what the DL4 is. I do feel like if they'd have if they'd have kept it the same people have been like why with all the tech mm, that exactly, we have? yeah. <laughs> but um but but yeah. Very cool. A very very cool to see a modernization of the DL4. You know, one of the absolute most important delay pedals ever to be built. Let's talk about the the re the boss re two o two and the re two. These are very exciting things. Of course, they got they got leaks like on the day of your stag do, Matt. Um, oh yeah, and, uh, they, they did. <laughs> and and oh, they- so everyone at your stag do who worked for Boss spent like half of the the first evening there on their phones. Yeah,
3: well, actually, <laughs> you know, just the re two got leaked, and then obviously lots of comments were like, "Oh, I wish it had like." You know, obviously, lots of things that ended up being in the RE2, but also, oh god, why do not you make a bigger one? Because I, you know, I want a bigger one. I'm like, oh, you have no idea. I, I I've, I've had <laughs> these pedals since the beginning of December, so I've had to like sit on them for ages. But it's also mean I've had loads of Ugh. loads of time to mess around with it, and right. they are simply incredible. Um, you know, the great thing with this is that it's not. Just an RE twenty in a different box. It's not the algorithm that was in the GT one thousand or anything like that. It's a completely redesigned and remodeled um, capture of of this um, of, of an RE two hundred one. And I think one of the stories um, that I was discussing with one of the engineers is they were testing the tape and the tape the original tape was sold to have like 300 hours worth of playtime on it. And uh, they put a brand new tape in and on the last day of modelling, they broke the tape. So it was at least like 300, I think it was like 300 or 3000 hours worth of like audio passed through like a single tape in terms of the amount that they modelled and stuff. Wow. Um, and, in you know, broke it down into so many layers and just really rebuilt the whole Sound from the ground up. So the RE2 and the RE202 have effectively the same sound engine, the same core sound, but you can do so much more with the 202. So the compact RE2 is more like a 201 in the fact that it has 11 modes, it has um, a reverb, and then
2: obviously wow and flutter. And you can... I assume you can't do like the the sort of thing on the smaller... On, on the, the
3: oscillation, page. yeah, you can just turn the delay time, you can just turn the repeats all the way up. And
2: Oh, no, but do you, do you remember you could do it with a second oh, foot yes, switch? Oh, yes, you can. On the so if, you, oh, yeah, really? so oh, if cool. you
3: plug in an expression pedal or a non latching foot switch into the tap tempo input, you can still do the kind of oh, awesome. oscillation type thing, uh, which is cool. Uh, but obviously, the fact that you can do it now with an expression pedal is very cool. And you can also turn the preamp modelling on and off as well. So obviously a part of the reason a lot of people use the 201 is because of the preamp inside and the way it drives an amp. You know, obviously people like um, Brian Setzer use 301s, using that as a preamp into kind of a Fender amp to help drive it a little bit more. Um, and then the 202 has all of that and more. So you've actually got a physical control for the saturation uh, you can change the tape age between new and aged uh, you've got a fourth oh. tape head so you've got different rhythmic delay patterns um, and I like the fact that on the 202 you can turn the reverb and the delay on and off separately um, wait could you you could do that on the 20 couldn't you? uh no no it was the 20 was very much the settings on the panel were the same as the 201 so you had four you could run reverb on its own yes right? but you can on the two oh uh, on the 201 but you could never turn the reverb off separately Ah, so this has got three buttons but one button does delay on and off and another one if you hold it down will turn reverb on and off Um, and it also has five different reverb modes so, if you don't want to use the original spring, you'd rather have a whole reverb. You can uh, boot it up in a bunch of different ways, and you can have different
2: reverb types on it. But oh, so you've made it a bit more versatile as well. That's yeah, cool. just so it's, it doesn't have to just be a space echo. It can be so
3: yeah. Thing. And I think the fact that you can do like you know you don't have to have the tape aging. You can turn the wow and flutter off, and it's very much like a brand new two hundred one. It's a little bit more sort of high fidelity, and you know a little bit crisper. And then obviously if you put the tape aging on and crank up the saturation you can do some you know kind of more of the vintage stuff and then you've got different tape echo um uh, tape head modes as well for different rhythmic patterns but at the core it's very much a you know a proper 201 201 sound and having a beat it with mine you just get so close it's just such a nice experience and um i run it on a pedal board with a g i'm running it on like a Boss pedal board that I've built for for work and controlling loads of it off MIDI. So the fact that you've got a bunch of different presets, you know, is obviously really good because you can have a whole bunch of different tape echo sounds depending on what sort of sound you want. So it's a really, really for anyone who wants a space echo sound, it's a great unit. But anyone who doesn't want all of the complications, the two does such a great job just in a compact pedal. Um, and that's what i re- I that's what i think is really cool is the fact that you can take that now and put it in a on a pedal board that's a little bit more pedal board friendly because there isn't really anyone doing a space echo i mean you've got things like strymon el capistan i guess that's like you know more like the echo plex or tape echoes but no one's really done a space echo until no, New until no, New no. X kind of went. Here's our Space Echo. <laughs> two weeks before ours came out,
2: <laughs> we're like, "Sorry, yes, guys, yeah, exactly. we're already ahead of you." <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, I mean, this is very exciting. I don't know if we should just cancel Gear of the Year because uh, <laughs> <laughs> always I can't see. I can't see how anything's going to be.
0: It's going to come down to the two, isn't it? The DL4 versus the r 202 It's going two. it's, to it's gonna come down to the two.
2: It's absolutely going to be that. And they're both going to have the <laughs> same argument, aren't they? Like, How can we ignore the amount of heritage there is surrounding this product and how good it 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 sounds. It's going to be DL4 versus RE202, RE2, RE2 versus RE202. That's what I'm. uh... (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. I guess really, it all comes down to who pays me the most. But uh, we'll we'll find out at the end of this year, I guess, dear listener. But that is, in fact. Dear listener, all the time we have on this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, you can join us on Patreon. Come over and hang out with us on patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. We're going to go there now for an entire extra episode and you can listen to an entire extra episode every week. You can become a supporter from as little as a dollar. At the dollar tier, you get this episode ad free and early $5 gets you access to our Patreon special episodes and our back catalogue. $10 you get the lot plus I sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. You can find us all. You can find us on all of the social media platforms that exist um, and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook. And get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thank you for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Cheers, Goodbye. gang. Solis, Simpson, Eric Vaughn, John Cottaway, Paul Drew, Russell, Healy, Heal, Gator, Guitarist, Allen, Carl Harris, Joe Hopper, John Hughes, Brian Hanson, Eric Kemmer, Jimmy Wax, St. Malloy, Brian Isaac,
3: Kevin Madeline, and Mark Hizow, Harowacky, Stuart, Rob, Natrizia, Lund, Hanson, Keith Adams, Eric Farr, Peter Pistron, Paddington, Cutmore, Fandy Man, Simon, Bill Muggins, Joe Puffing, McWyland, Dave Green, <laughs> Russell was John Aguilar, in the store, I take great deal i gonna
2: Robin Smith, to be another short time. can Facebook, Tarragon, Rock, again. up right,